With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good morning, afternoon and evening everyone. Welcome to the Game Week 35 pod of the FPL Wire. I'm your host Zofa. Just four game weeks to go and I'm joined by my friend, Big Man Bucker. How's it going, buddy? Thanks for having me, Zof. Um, hello and welcome to all the listeners and viewers. I mean, how this man can sit in this podcast with the straight face after what happened last week is is beyond oh, me. Oh, we're going right there. Is it? First of all, <laughs> let's just introduce why Late Riser isn't here. He's not feeling well. It's a last minute pullout. But I think he'd rather, I think his intention was to let us go no holds barred. So let's do it, Bucker. I'll let you take the first punch. Go ahead, then I'll counter. Yes, sir, I was saying that how you can sit in this podcast with a straight face after last week is beyond me. I mean, people spend 1.5 hours of their time listening to you every week and you're misleading our viewers. I mean, I expect By you how? to be better By how? But what did I say? I said Edison is a bad pick and I said Alvarez is a good pick. And what happened in the end, Bucker? If Edison is a bad pick, then why did you end up buying him? Because of you. I blame you. <laughs> Of course, isn't that the convenient of thing course, to do? Of course, of, of success, course. Success he, has many fathers. Uh, Failure is an orphan bucker. It is well known. If he had played last night, gotten that six-pointer, you would have been like, oh, it's all my, of course, it's all my success then. But, <laughs> but I mean, what actually happened was, like you mentioned, right? Like, ultimately, the transfer plans changed after the Man United game. We potted before that. I wanted to keep Bruno then, which meant that Grealish had to go and I didn't have money then for Alvarez as the eighth forward. So then the second city spot opened up and I hadn't made the transfers on Friday evening. I woke up on Saturday morning and it dawned on me that I'd be playing Kepa for the next four weeks. <laughs> and I just didn't want to. So go through I, I mean, I, I didn't expect you to, to be this shameless to have the audacity to defend your U-turn and then pretend as if, you know, nothing has happened. I mean, last... The entire last week, you were trying to justify Alvarez as a pick in Gaming 34, which worked out well, to be fair. Exactly. But... 
now that you couldn't get to him for whatever reason, I mean, your transfer plans changed and you were like, oh, uh, I can't get to Alvarez. Oh, Edison's a great pick. Let's just get Edison instead. Bakar, right? Bakar, so, Bakar. I mean, I mean, it was it was a ridiculous U-turn. I mean, Not at all, Bakar. I, I know, Bakar, you, me, like, you like Actions taking speak things. louder than words. Actions they speak do. louder than words. Right? I mean, you were sat here in the previous podcast trying to justify Alvarez and just because you couldn't get to him, you changed your entire opinion and took one of the most... Latent U-turns I've ever seen from an FPL content creator. Ah, Bakar, Bakar. I'll let you take these shots. I've had scored a lot of goals past you and it's no coincidence that's Edison who's let the consolation in. (laughs) 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 But but I I know you're a fan of taking things out of context to suit a narrative, Bakar. But if you go right in the beginning top of the pod, I did qualify by saying it. He's perfectly fine as a second pick. So full disagree with you there. Okay, if he's fine as a second pick, then why did you say that in the last 30 minutes, you expect Siri to concede, they will slack off, make silly substitutions. And I said that before. Goal. If you expect I, them... I, I said that before I yes. said that, and so it's a called a qualifying statement, Bakar. If you if you expect them to concede the odd goal, then how, how can you justify the selection? I just I, don't get it. And I said I mean, it does not make fine. any sense. You know, you're perfectly fine as a second pick. I'm not. To defend your U-turn, honestly. I said he's perfectly fine as a second pick, and it's this not is... the first time I bought a player that I think is a bad pick. Let's just agree to disagree and move on and let the listeners decide as to who is right and who is wrong. I mean, the listeners, if they listen to me rather than you, they're the one who profited more than us. So <laughs> they know who to listen to. How yeah. was your week otherwise? Let's go. I mean, it was good. Uh, 99 points with six players to go. Net score of 91. I mean, after the eight point hit, this was always going to be a week of damage limitation for myself because uh, you know I've done well in recent weeks and came into this week with a eight-point hit. So it's worked out well. And if Bruno gets anything tonight, I'll probably end up with a green arrow. So fingers crossed that that is the case. Big game today. I think most of us have five or six players. And how do you think it's going to go? Sorry? How I, I expect think- it to be high scoring. I expect it to be high scoring. Yeah, Brighton at home, they're, they're always fun and exciting to watch. I think uh, probably... Probably two all, or maybe maybe even a three-two Brighton one, something like that. What do you think? Yeah, bit of a grudge match, right after the FA Cup. So I think probably yeah. both teams to score does seem right. Maybe two-one either team. Two-one either team, yeah. Cool. Let's get started then. I just one second. I have to find our scout record video. Everything's a bit messed up since I changed things last round. Cool. Let's go. Let's get kicked off with our sponsor plug. All data you see on the FPL wire is taken from the Fantasy Football Scout members area. The new improved members area is now up and running and the new comparison tool lets you compare key stats for up to three players. Player projections are also live and as always, you can access the custom stats table we create or make one for yourself. Sign up for membership today using our affiliate link in the description below. Where shall we start first? Let's start with the team that's first up this week, Manchester City. A lot of questions to unpack over there now. And the Alvarez situation is a bit interesting now, right? He started the last two games. The whole thinking was he'd probably play one game, bench the other, and probably maybe start this one now for either Haaland or KDB. But the way things have worked out now, with Pep saying that KDB is most likely going to be fit for the weekend, and I don't think he's going to rest Haaland Without early team news, do you think Alvarez is worth a punt? 
no, I mean, you've got to wait for early team news because that's what our transfers will be dependent on this week. Um, I think, I, I agree with you. I think Pep would want to give some minutes to deploy now for rhythm before um, the Madrid game. And it's a very short turnaround. It's a Saturday, Tuesday turnaround. And Pep did say in the post-match interview yesterday that he expects KDB to be fine. I mean, he sort of hinted that would be the case. So if KDB is is in the squad, then I expect him to start. And in that case, I'm not really sure whether Alvarez would start because as you say, um, Pep has always started Haaland historically this season. Whenever he's been fit, we don't have any evidence to assume that he won't start. I mean, unless we hear that he's in starting, then obviously that would add more value to the Alvarez captaincy punt because, I mean, I don't think a lot of people will will go there because even though, I mean, even if there are leaks and there's all kind of content on, on YouTube and Twitter, I still think a lot of people will move to Salah instead and some might even choose to save a transfer. Uh, but I think Alvarez, uh, if you're chasing and if Haaland isn't starting, is a very good captain. I agree with you that if we get news that Haaland isn't starting, I think Alvarez, you buy him and captain him. But let's say we get news that Haaland is starting and Alvarez is starting. It becomes a bit tricky now if Alvarez is going to become your seventh forward, right? Because most like, sorry, seventh attacker. Because next week you're probably going to replace him with Isaac or Wilson, right? So it's one transfer yeah. in, one transfer out. If you're not going to captain him when what somebody like a Watkins or Isaac has a decent fixture, it becomes a little bit dodgy. I think only if we get news... I agree. Is if Haaland is not in and Alvarez is starting, you get him in and captain him. That's where I am, I am on that front. What about Grealish? I agree. And, yeah, I was, I was going to come to that. And, and same applies to the city mids as well. I mean, let's say if there's news that, you know, Grealish is rested and, you know, Foden, Mares, um, the likes are starting, you go to them. Because as you said, there, there will be transfers in and out. Yes, they have upside against Leeds. But if you aren't captaining, it becomes dodgy, doesn't it? Um, and Mares. Maris could be a potential captain, I guess, because he might be on penalties in the absence of of Haaland. But I mean, if you're if you own Grealish, I would, and if he get news that he's benched, I would rather look at the bench because a lot of people have strong bench benches this week, and you can perhaps look at the bench or even if you have money in the bank, I'd probably move him to Bruno Fernandez if you don't own because I still think there's plenty of time to go there. United have a fantastic run of fixtures over the next four game weeks. Uh, West Ham away, Bulls at home, uh, Bournemouth, Chelsea, and a great fixture, and then Fulham <laughs> at home in, in okay. game week 38. So, I mean, I still think there's plenty of time for uh, for some uh, someone who wants to buy Bruno for that transfer to pay off. If you want Grealish and have the funds for Fernandez, I think that's an excellent transfer to make this week. I'd agree with that. I think it's a long-term move. Bruno is definitely a better yeah. option than Jack for the remainder of the season. Yeah. Especially yeah. And, and even though, I mean, even though generally the, the um, I mean, Generally, you'd assume that there isn't a lot of time for the hits to pay off. I think that's a safe hit to take, considering that we get news at Grealish's bench. Because, as we we said, United have five very good fixtures over the next four game weeks, so there's still plenty of time for that hit to pay off, which is against the the normal trend of not basically taking hits uh, so late on in the season. That being said, somebody like Shaw could really come in. A lot of us are benching Shaw this week. So you could bring Shaw in for Grealish off the bench if you don't want to take a hit. Yes, but but don't you think a lot of people who are selling Grealish will likely buy Fernandez in I game guess it depends anyway? who, else, who else is making way, right? Because it's a significant chunk of cash you have to find, almost about two, two and a half million. It depends yeah, where, you're, where you're raising that. Exactly. Exactly. 
because you don't you're definitely not selling Trent. Only place I, I see mean, where he can, can possibly go is the other forwards. Yeah, I mean people can shave money off the bench. Yeah. Now that the bench boost is out of the way, get one keeper out. Get maybe get one defender. Yeah, something out. like that. But then it really becomes a hit specifically for one player. But I like it. Bruno looks on it again. Again, because I I think you know five fixtures, good potential number ten penalties expected to pay off. Minutes monster as well. Who else do we have to talk about in terms of City? What about Foden? Foden, I mean. Someone's on a free hit this week is is a very good pun. I expect him to get minutes because this this seems like the perfect storm to give him minutes. Grealish has started, let's say, the previous twelve or thirteen Premier League fixtures, and he's he's actually started the the cup games as well. Uh, so he's almost due a rest. And Pep did say after resting uh, Gundo last night that um, and he he's played plenty of minutes and he wants to sort of keep players at their optimal level by. Uh, resting them every now and then, I and I think this might be the time where Grealish gets the rest. I mean, he could rest Mares as well and play Foden instead. But I think Mares, Pep has said historically that Mares uh, recovers well out of all the City attackers. So there is the possibility that Mares plays, and I don't think Mares will play the Champions League, which no. which is what Bernardo. gives me more confidence. A, that's the Bernardo yes. game, exactly for control, right? So I'd expect Foden and and Mares to play this one, and Grealish and Bernardo to play the next one. It does make in Madrid. Yeah, what do what, Madrid. what do De Bruyne owners do? Let's say we don't get any sorts of leak. Pep says he may play, may not play. You risk him, right? Because I think Pep wants to get rhythm in his legs. I think so. Yes. I mean, the only case where I would sell him is if we get news that he isn't fit or if he isn't starting. I'd agree with you there. And Alvarez owners, I think you only start him if we get news that he is indeed starting. Because I'm a little bit iffy about his starting prospects for this game. Yes, I mean at this point, last time I would have assumed that he would have definitely started game week thirty-five. But as he's, as the KDB injury has panned out, I'm not entirely sure. And again, I mean, discussing the scenarios off as as you've said, if Haaland is starting, the value of the Alvarez punt sort of diminishes because of the fact that it's a transfer in and out, which is four transfers remaining in the season. You'd ideally want to have two, three transfers heading into game week thirty-eight. It's it's you've got to weigh up the the opportunity cost, right? Because Yes, you're getting a nailed Man City attacker right now, but again, it's at the cost of, uh, let's say, you're not getting a free transfer in game week 38, where there are plenty of fixtures you might as well want to target. Liverpool play Southampton, Spurs play Leeds, Arsenal play Wolves. None of us have any Arsenal players. So it's tough to, to weigh, weigh that up, whether or not it's it's worth uh, going for a punt this week. Cool. Captaincy think... will swing it, I think. I mean, let's just have the quick captaincy discussion since you have mentioned it. No reason to take it off Haaland unless we get news he's benched. Yeah, of course. Of course not. I thought that would be brief, but wanted to ask the question. Move on from Man City? Uh, yes, I think we've covered uh, almost everything. We do expect Ederson to start because he's, he, February say, was due to mental fatigue. So, I mean, we will be starting him this week. Yeah, big Sam. Let's have a, I want to, while we are on the topic of that, let's just talk quickly about kep- keepers now. Those are guys who have the Kepa rear combination. Do you have faith in Kepa for the next four weeks? Uh... I would probably play him at home to Nottingham Forest, but Bournemouth's attacking numbers have been good, so this is not a fixture where I'd play him. I'd just play Raya for the saves, honestly, yeah. this week. 
probably Raya this week, then for, play him for against yeah. Forest, play Kepa for the double, then 38 again, you play Raya for the saves against Man City because Chelsea's clean sheets prospects look next to zero. Let's be very honest. I think, <laughs> yeah, long story short. Cool. Let's, I think we covered Bournemouth, Chelsea. Spurs, Palace, not much to talk about. I guess if you have Kane, perfectly good option. Palace, though, I think they're going to be an interesting team for the rest of the season. Now they've reached 40 points and achieved safety, but they have ballers in the team, right? You have your Olise, Edze. I think they're going to be fairly more attacking now, going forward yes, than defensive. Again, that I think that might work in Spurs' uh, favour. I mean, I think uh, all, all these kind of teams which... Of secured safety, have nothing to play for. Let's say Crystal Palace, Wolves, um, Fulham, even Bournemouth to an extent. I mean, these are the kind of teams I expect to have high-scoring games because they will score more goals and they will concede more as well. They'll play expansively. That's that's what I expect will be the case. The next fixture is a bit interesting now. Wolves versus Aston Villa. I was reading a stat today that the, the biggest discrepancy between home and away clean sheets is at Wolves, right? I think they have something like nine home clean sheets, but only one away clean sheet. That being said, we know they just got battered 6-0. What should we think about Ollie Watkins' prospects this week? Yeah, I mean, Willa's numbers in like, uh, with the last two or three weeks, slightly dipped. They haven't been as great as they were before, but I mean, I don't have any problems playing Watkins as as an owner. If I have him, I think he's, he's still a good option to, to have. Um, and I mean, his he's, he's the talisman. He's, I do expect Willard to score. In that case, I don't think he's a bad pick to, to own this week. Perfectly I don't, good pick. Yeah, but I don't see this as a very... Like we discussed earlier, they're very pretty solid defense at home. I expect them to show a reaction. It's a bit of a derby. Do you consider possibly moving Watkins on to one of the Newcastle forwards a week early? Keeping in mind, Arsenal have a bit of a centre-back crisis with Gabriel possibly missing out. I... I would have moved if I knew that Callum Wilson was starting. Again, one of the reasons I, I had the op- in my own team, I had the opportunity of buying a Newcastle striker last week. I didn't because I wanted to give myself two weeks of more information. And I still I'm I'm still on the same stance because we don't have enough information to pick one right now. Because the problem is that I think if both get equal minutes, both Isaac and Wilson till the end of the season, then Wilson is the better pick. Even against Southampton, we saw that. Isaac at 0 XG, Wilson in, in 45 minutes at 2.45 XG. So clearly he's the better pick. He's the one playing more centrally, getting into more goal-scoring positions, looking more threatening, looking to score. Well, Isaac is on the left is more of an assister. And with the information we have available, I think Wilson is on penalties. But again, I think I don't want to act prematurely, which is why I don't think I want to buy a Newcastle player this week. I I would rather just play Watkins. What, what are your thoughts? I'm just going to bring up some data really quickly from the latest scout article about Wilson's minutes, right? Eight goals in April is nothing to scoff at. It's the most that Newcastle forward has ever scored in the history, like in one single month. Yeah. So he's definitely on the, when he's on the pitch, he's much better than Isaac and Isaac's versatility and the fact that he's a better all-round player sort of works against him, I guess, because he's so good on the wing completing in terms of his dribbles completed. And stuff yeah. like that. But now, again, let's have a quick look at Newcastle's schedule also for the game week 36 because we'd like to see where the doubles are spaced. I'm just going to draw over your pretty face, Bucker, for the viewers can see. So they play now, I think, on the Saturday or the Sunday. No, sorry, they play on the Sunday. 
where is Newcastle over yeah, here? It's Sunday, yeah. There's the play on Sunday yeah, versus they, Arsenal. They play on Sunday, then the, on, against Leeds, they're on Saturday. They have a pretty generous placing now, uh, spacing from Leeds to Brighton, which is on the Thursday, and then the Leicester game is on the Monday. So the schedule isn't as bad, right? Now, how came out with the comments that the reason he's been rotating Wilson is to prevent injury. So it doesn't have the 72-hour period to worry about. So it is feasible on paper that Wilson starts all three games. But in terms of X minutes, is definitely Isaac who's the better pick. That's the thing. Because whoever you end up buying will probably... I mean, if you end up buying Wilson, he'll probably be at risk in the second fixture... Uh, which is against Brighton, and if not that, then the Leicester fixture, which is at home in in the in the week after, right? And ideally, you want to be in a position where you basically have a Newcastle attacker for all those fixtures, which is why I I mean I prefer Will uh, Isaac for the X minutes, but I really hope we see another good performance of Wilson at the weekend, which would make me more confident in his selection going forward. But at the moment, I think Isaac is the one to buy if buying one. What's also now another thing to factor in, whoever you bring in is likely going to be your captain. I don't think we are going to be captaining Trippier or a Brighton mid. That week we've seen a lot of rotation with Brighton and that double is not the easiest one. Away to Newcastle and then home to Man City. So you're looking at explosive potential, right? And again, this is four game weeks to go. If you were talking about 10, 14 game weeks earlier, it's a no-brainer to go, Isaac. But now with three, four game weeks to go and you have to chase these halls, Wilson definitely has the higher ceiling. In terms of captaincy, yeah. wouldn't you agree with that? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Got your happy price, price line. Definitely, which is why I think it makes more sense to wait. But that's why I'm happy to play Wilson. Sorry, to, to play Watkins this week. See whoever bangs versus Arsenal and basically buy that guy. Basically, yes. Okay. Just week, an extra week for information, that's fine. It's not as if, you know, Willard playing away to City. I still expect them to score this week. They also need to show a reaction after the recent... They've scored in every single ma- every single Premier League match uh, under Emery, uh, other than the one against Man United, which was, I mean, in 19 of the 20 matches under Emery, they've scored. So, I, I don't really see a, a very compelling reason to move away from Watkins this week. Fair enough. Let's get one more week of information. I'd agree with you over there. But I'm pretty torn right now. If I had, Who would you pick one today? If let's say you want to make a transfer today for whatever Isak, reason. Isak, Isak for minutes. Because as I've said, uh, I at the minute if I'm picking one right now, I want them for the, the Arsenal fixture, the double, and for the uh, Leicester fixture after. And at this point in time, I'm, I, I'm not sure Wilson starts all four. Isak, I'm more confident in. So I purely don't... for X minutes, I would go for the Isak. That's, that's my... Uh, I'd agree with process. you because because 37 he wants some flexibility in order to maybe make a midfield transfer. That being said, you could be transferring him in 37 out for Alvarez, dependent on the league state as well. So the, I think. Yeah, the, but what if? Yeah, what if Alvarez isn't the third? I know that's what I'm saying. It, it's all lots of ifs and buts. Right? I think, but one week of yeah. information is probably the better play than moving yeah. over there. Even though I think that is a hall fixture for Newcastle. Yes, I agree. I, I expect them 
to do well this week. Let's talk Liverpool, Brentford. Brentford, again, like we saw, they struggled a bit against Forest, even though they got the win. They generally do better against the teams who let them, like, you know, they have lower possession. How do you see this yeah. game going against Liverpool? Because Fulham looked very close to scoring yesterday. Alisson yeah, really I, kept I, I Liverpool think, out. Yeah. I think Brentford will score. These are the kind of matches which suit them. I, I won't be surprised if they got something away from this game. So, I mean, I don't really have high expectations in the Liverpool defence this week. Should someone bring in Trent or have they missed the boat? Uh, I think the boat has been missed because you're probably going to end up benching him in 36, possibly even in 37. I, and I think it's too late. I completely agree with you there. Salah, possible alternate captaincy. If we get news, Haaland is benched. Saves a transfer for Alvarez. I mean... Probably, if if I mean, I think I, if Haaland isn't starting, I might go for Alvarez. But if I don't, then then yes, Salah is obviously going to be the default captain, given how good his numbers are at home. And Liverpool's XG at home is that their, their goal threat numbers are pretty pretty good as well. I mean, they're on a similar level to last season. There's not been much difference. The main difference has just been uh, in their defense, which has just completely collapsed this season. But I mean, Salah is always a good pick. I think he scored now in his last seven consecutive home games. That might be in all competitions. I remember reading that somewhere. And his numbers have shot through the roof. His terms of shots, shots in the box and all that stuff. I think I remember reading something like Rashford being on 12 and 13 and Salah's on 26. So the numbers are back for Salah. Yeah. There was some concern that Trent moving to that position is worse for Salah. I don't think so. I think he's very much a realistic captaincy shout. He could possibly swerve the Alvarez thing if you want to tra- avoid the transfer in and out and just go to Salah instead. This could be a very high-scoring game. I, I feel this could be a very, very high-scoring game. Yeah, Tony Blank, the last one, right? Or did he score? He scored the, la- he scored the last game, so he's destined for a blank in this one. <laughs> the <way he's> <laughs> That's going. how it works. That's how it works. Right. Next fixture, West Ham, Man United. Which should be an interesting game, I think, because West Ham sort of had a lot of players. You could say they rested. They're saying it's illness or whatever it was against City. But again, I feel this is a high-scoring game. Or at least a both teams to score game. I, I'm not entirely sure whether Arsenal would score. They, they no, not might. Arsenal. West, mean, Ham, West Ham. We moved on then. Oh, West Ham. West Ham. West Ham. I, yes, I think that this will both teams score in this picture. I, I I mean, at the moment, I have Shaw and Trippier, and I'm playing Trippier over Shaw simply because attacking of the fact threat. that I... Attacking threat and the fact that I think Newcastle have a better defense. Newcastle are at home. United are playing away. Shaw is a CB. Yeah. And West Ham did rest plenty of players last night. I expect them to uh, come out much harder in, in this fixture. And this is... Uh, I mean, let's not forget, they're not out of relegation. This is a very important fixture for them. So I think they will score in this game. I agree with you. But I think, yeah, I think you play Trippier over Shaw. That's what I would lean as well. Because again, Shaw is playing at centre-back. So, he's not. I don't think he's even taking yeah. that many He's doing well for bonus. Yes, because Eriksen is back, right? So, I mean, his, his bonus potential is better as a CB. But again, I would back the home defence. Newcastle, for all the recent output in terms of clean sheets, they've had just one in 13, but they're still third for XGC since the restart. So their defensive underlying data, especially at home, is pretty good, right? So they don't really concede over one XG generally at home. Good defense. Good defense, definitely. 
Fulham, Leicester, I think fantasy perspective in this is limited, but I think this will be a fun game. Timings are a bit weird, I think, on Monday. I think this is because of the Kings coordination that's happening on Sunday. A lot of games on this Monday. Anything to add on this one? I don't think there's any FPL interest in this one. And maybe Wadi is worth looking at at some point later in the season. It's a one-week punt. He's, he's, looking, he's looking sharp. Leicester, it's a big, big game for Leicester. Yeah. I think Leicester will be fine. I think Leicester will be fine. Right. Let's just talk a little bit on Brighton and long story short. Stick with what you've got or move them around? I would sell Matoma. Uh, I would sell McAllister actually for Matoma or March um, if I didn't have them because Weltman got injured in the game against Wolves and given how well Nciso's played, Undav's played, Welbeck has played, I think there's a good chance that McAllister plays in the pivot instead of being playing in the number 10. And we've seen over the course of the season that McAllister's numbers when he's playing deeper aren't that great. You don't exactly want to be relying on um, on just penalties alone. I mean, his, his open play threat uh, uh, would be open play threat would be minimal. So I'd probably lean towards selling him over March. Matoma, what do you think? Is I think there was again some doubts over Weltman. I think he got injured again. Gross might go there, yes. but what's another key factor that's emerged is Billy Gilmore. He had a very good game last one, so McAllister could be pushed further up top. I guess it really depends in terms of transfers where you are. Because in, in general, I like this as a good week to save. Before any double, I would like to like possibly save a transfer if I can. But again, what we see tonight could change our opinion, right? Yes. Exactly, because yes, Gilmore had a good game, but the attackers, almost every one of them had a good game. So it's very tough to say. I think we should wait for more information tonight before deciding. Let's say if he's playing as a number six again, then I think it makes sense to move on. Yeah, but he might not play number six again because he plays today. I don't think it necessarily means, but obviously in terms of consistent positions, I think the You'd other expect, two let's say they play well. I mean, let's say they play well tonight again, depending on the result, depending on the performances. That's a bit premature to say. Let's skip Forest Southampton. Actually, let's have one more thing on the agenda. We skipped Jota. I think I read something that he's got proper bruising in his ribs. I think he's going to be a doubt yes. for the weekend as and, well. And the fact that and, and the fact that Klopp mentioned uh, in his post-match interview last night that he had a he had another knock on the back during the game last night. So again, his his minutes aren't exactly secure. Who would you move him on for? Probably the Newcastle forward if you don't have? Yeah, exactly. Probably the Newcastle forward. And as we've discussed earlier, I think it has to be Isaac this week. Definitely the safer player. Because again, you want him for 38 because again, they play Chelsea, Leicester, all great fixtures. Yes. <laughs> um, okay, cool. Before we jump into our teams, I just have a quick review of the zonal weaknesses this week from Fantasypedia. And also, let me do the like and subscribe plug since LR isn't here. If you guys are enjoying the stream, please hit the like button and do subscribe. We have a Discord that's running. You can join that by becoming a member on YouTube or on Patreon. Right. First up, we have Liverpool-Brentford. Brentford conceding a lot of chances down the center. Who do you think is going to be the front three for this, for this game? Uh, so, uh, sorry, Zaf. Uh, Liverpool? Yes, Liverpool. But Diaz and, uh, started two Salah in a row. I did not expect him to do that. 
I think it's probably going to be Salah, Hakpo, Hakpo, and and Nunes. <laughs> that's that's uh, that's you have to uh, say it with thinking. the throat, Kappa. Let's try that again. Hakpo, Hakpo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I as as you've said, I don't think uh, Diaz will start too many games in a week, so I, I'd expect Darwin to play. Darwin Gakpo Salah is probably what I would yeah. go with. Gakpo will definitely first. start because he didn't play last night, right? No, he was benched last night. He came on as a yes, sub. Exactly. Right. Brentford have a lot of weaknesses down the center. But in general, they're a good compact team. I do think they'll make it difficult for Liverpool, but it feels like a 2-2 sort of 2-1 sort of game to Liverpool. They can see plenty of big chances. I I mean I, I think they will score. We discussed this earlier on the pod also. Just yes. Rhea, who is a phenomenal keeper. Basically, yes. I wanted to discuss the Wolves-Villa game. That's why I've got the numbers up over here for Wolves. Chances conceded are pretty much all over the shop. There's no particular weakness towards any flank. But what do you make it down? Like, Why do they have such a big difference between home and away numbers? Do you think they set up differently or they just play better at home? And we see this every season with, with uh, one or two teams which have this huge... Um, discrepancy in their data, uh, home and away data. And I, I just think it's one of those things. And there definitely is something to it. I, I really can't pinpoint what exactly it is, but I I think Wolves at home are generally a thing. I don't think this is a coincidence. We've seen enough of, we have enough of a sample size to say that they are genuinely solid at home. Nine home clean sheets, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Anything else to add on this fixture? No, I think uh, it's covered. Right. Man City versus Leeds. Let's talk about Big Sam, who's up there with Guardiola, Klopp. (laughs) (laughs) He says he's 68, but he's he's right up there. That was was one of the best pre-match conferences, whatever the manager intros. It's up there with Jose's special one-one for me. (laughs) Do you think Leeds stay up? It's difficult because the fixtures couldn't really be worse because you have City. I think what he's what's interesting now is having a look at the goal difference amongst the bottom four. Leeds are actually in a good position. They are, I think, much better off than the others. And when it's so close, the goal difference is pretty much an extra point. So I think that's going yeah. to be his MO, especially for this game, is to somehow keep the goal difference down to one or two, whatever he can do. I don't think he's going to be looking, focusing much on attack in this one. I think then the next one is Newcastle, who are absolutely yeah, flying I mean, the, again. The next three are big for them. I think Newcastle at home, then I think West Ham West and Ham. Spurs. That's yes, exactly. That's the schedule. So I think the but Newcastle other one, teams no around joy. them have a better schedule, much better I mean, schedule, absolutely. Forest, for- Everton, they're better. better Forest, pictures. Southampton is a massive game. I think Forest, and then again, Forest play Chelsea. The week after, so the fixtures are way better for Forest. I think. I think that's going to be the ultimate humiliation, losing to Forest at home. Definitely not watching that one. But in general, I think Deeds. I I don't know Sam Allardyce. Maybe I think he had his last stint at West Brom, right? I think when he was just here a week or uh, not a week, a year or so ago, and he wasn't good at West I Brom. Think so yeah. I, I don't exactly have fond memories of him at, at West Brom. No, I think they brought him in late on and he pretty much did the whole thing that like, you know, that I can do this, etc, etc. But they collapsed miserably. So I think Leeds are doomed, unfortunately. I don't think they have the players to suit his play style. They built a team when Marsh is vain and then sacked him and like, you know, they just couldn't score. 
exactly i mean it just seeks of a very desperate appointment at the still season yep unfortunately but they're a good squad i think they can easily bounce back and i hope to hope they do for leeds fans newcastle versus arsenal i think a lot possibly depends on gabriel's fitness i like the new center back i can't pronounce his name correctly kivior or like how do you pronounce it i think that's how it's pronounced yep so it's going to be him and holding then arsenal are going to get probably torn apart and they've conceded 13 goals last six game weeks zero clean sheets but they're much, actually in much the, better actually... defense away this the opposite of wolves right the numbers are they have nine clean yes. sheets away that the next best team has five yes but even the recent numbers away from home haven't been that great right so i i still think newcastle will score at least two past them definitely agree with you that i think newcastle are winning this one which might be a big blow to their title hopes and i think we want arsenal to be keep pushing man city for as long as possible because we want man city to have something to play for right we don't want to reach to 37 where the league is already clinched then it becomes a minefield i think we're heading towards that scenario unfortunately zof because i i don't see city slipping up in the next few games doesn't look like it i'm afraid again live up i think that's it we've covered all of these now before we go into our teams bucker i wanted to get your take on the copycat debate that's been happening on twitter with fpl harry what do you have to say about that i mean i when you are a content creator and you have an audience which follows you i mean these things are bound to happen there are plenty of people who plagiarize copy teams and i guess that's why people follow you because not every single person who's following you has the time to watch a 90 minute post podcast or to read your articles or to follow you or your tweets so i mean that's that's basically the short term solution this this the short formula is to just look at their teams and and copy them i think this is something which content creators have to live with so you're saying hadi should stop copying ali <laughs> uh credit to Danny Bullock for the I don't know about image. Harry but uh, I don't know about Harry but I think Zoff you should uh, you should probably stop copying oh, me now. Oh interesting segue now Bakar <laughs> I run both our teams through Sir Tabs now copycat tool and let's share the results. This is now first up this is your similarity rating to mine. Team similarity 45.5 transfer 43 copycat Similarity thirty point seven seven, Bakar. Now this is mine to yours. The transfer similarity is about the same, but a copycat relating of less than half, fourteen point two nine. What do you have to say for that, Bakar? My uh, response to this is that I don't know if I have been copying you. I'm I'm still seven or eight points ahead of you. If if I am not mistaken, is that correct, Zaf? Correct. and then how, it's a, it's a game of fine copycat. margins bakar <laughs> someone just come said come on i mean oh come on come on just 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 let it be let what be bakar everyone knows <laughs> everyone knows <laughs> everyone knows that you had edison in your team this week and i was the one who brought him in for a hit after you brought him in way after spending after spending after spending the whole podcast saying that edison is a rubbish pick i somehow got the urge to bring him in Absolutely right. Everyone I still think so. I still think he's a rubbish pick, but he's in my team. But I hope he's not a rubbish <laughs> pick. Pretty much. 
let's go to our mm-hmm. teams in fact and again i'll go i will say our teams bucker because we have identical starting 11s again yeah my our team our team starting 11 edison trippier stupanan taa mitoma march sala rashford bruno watkins and haland the only difference are the benches you've got shaw on the bench i've got botman on the bench pretty much rest the same any transfer plans uh If Holland isn't starting, I might uh, move Watkins on to Alvarez. But other than that, I don't think I'll move. Probably. What about team. you? It's all early team news dependent. Yeah. I I want to save a transfer as far as possible. So if, let's say let's say if if Holland isn't starting, uh, would you buy Alvarez and captain is the big thing, or would you just buy Alvarez and and captain Salah? If Holland isn't starting, then I'll definitely. If I buy Al, ultimately what I've come down to is if. If I'm going to buy Alvarez, he has to be captainable. Agreed. In and has out, in yes. and out, the transfers only justified if I'm going to slap the armband on him. And the fixture is obviously better. Leeds at home for Man City is a better fixture than like you know Brentford at home. It is for Salah. So the upside is definitely there. He's low owned at this time of the season. Not everyone gets those team leaks. So if I get the Haaland bench, Alvarez starts news. I'll go Watkins to Alvarez and captain. probably not any other scenario makes sense and then in, in any other scenario it has to be a save transfer cool let's do a quick q and a i think it's been a shortish pod we have a bit of time for that have you got the chat open yes i'll take the questions questions please send your questions machines don't lie bucker that's what the chat is saying I already have Alvarez. Is he captainable? How significant is Sam factor? I don't think the Sam factor is very significant at all. That, but in general, like you know, again, you don't know his minutes. If you get news, he's starting perfectly captainable. Yeah, I mean, I won't put the the Sam factor off from captaining the City striker. I don't think it's as significant. Not at all. He has two days to work with the team. Yeah, exactly. If you have Isak Gottman and Trippier. It does not make sense to get Wilson for a hit. Yes, I mean I would hold the three that yeah. you have. Not I, I would wait on Wilson. Hey, LR is um, in the Madison chat. Bruno for hold free. on, hold on. Let's get LR's question first. We miss you, LR. He'll be back with us next week. What does Wilson have to go do to go above Isaac in the pecking order? Eight to nine goals in a month, not enough. If he starts against Arsenal and scores, I think I'll, I'll buy him next week. And because I'm still not sure whether he's going to. But I don't I'm think it's sure a order of pecking start. order. I don't think it's a question of that. I think it's purely minutes to be managed to prevent injury. That being said, what is there to save him for, right? Ultimately, if it is game week thirty, there's a bit longer horizon to worry about. You know, with only like let's say three, four games to go, you can afford to run him to the ground a bit more, right? So that basically means that you're convinced that he's first choice and he's going to play fit. Yes, not necessarily. I think he's in, whether he's first choice or not is debatable. But ultimately, he's the form player. There's no doubt about yeah, that. I mean, and I think I think he could possibly start all the games as well. I know we've been bigger on Isaac could score could let's maybe get sixty minutes subs and all that stuff. Things yeah. like that. So, but I was buying one. I again, I'd wait one week and see. Picks for the chasers. What about Enciso? 
So if you don't have a third Brighton slot, uh, is all right. I mean, uh, but what about swapping around, right? Because again, we're talking about so many good midfielders. Maybe you swap Enciso. Like let's say you got that Greenwood position, you could use them for Enciso and maybe get somebody else in that Brighton mid spot. Again, it's too many transfers, right? And at this point of the season, chances of a hit paying off are, are minimal. So I am not sure I would do that. I don't mind it so much for chasers, probably not for 35, for 36. If you have a slot free for maybe a Newcastle mid, I'd, Joe Linton, we charged him out a few pods ago. I don't mind bringing him in as an alternative if you have a second Newcastle slot free. Do not doubled up on defense. What else? What about Foden? We've discussed anything about Sunny. I mean, Sunny is a good pick, but at his price, realistically, you're either going to move Salah on, which is not going to happen for most people, or De Bruyne on. Let's let's say if De Bruyne does not start this week, then De Bruyne owners can potentially move for him if if they're looking for a differential. I don't mind him this week actually. His fixtures, uh, Spurs have a very good run of fixtures coming up, and and Son's numbers have improved. That's because I think what uh, Mason has done, he's tweaked Kane's role. It's something similar to what he was doing last season where he's playing deeper. with more of a playmaker. Yeah. So I think that's possibly why we've seen Kane's goal threat drop and Sun's increase. We have a super chat from Christopher Wright. Thank you, Chris. Tips for maintaining top spot in the mini-league. Just copy him, Bakar. Uh, I mean, just don't panic. Just continue to play as you have been because that's what's primarily brought you in this position in the first place. Mm-hmm. Right. What? Are, let's have do a few more questions. I think if if Haaland is starting, you bench him. Yes, I don't think he's worth a transfer out and in. You'd want For him sure. back the week after anyway. Yeah. Which other city attackers are in the get and captain category? Foden or Mares? I don't mind necessarily Mares or Foden. Mares because of penalties, perhaps, perhaps Mares because of penalties, maybe. Yeah, Mares definitely. But I like both those guys. Again, these are, we are all chasing, right? Twenty-five percent every game week now. Twenty-five percent of your season, so I don't mind either. It's all about who you're sacrificing in midfield to get that. We've covered Jota already, guys. Few questions about Jota. I think Jota to Wilson or Jota to Isak is perfectly good this week. I'm quite confident yep. Wilson will start versus Arsenal. Start Jota, Bruno, Bruno for sure. Yep. Mm, I think we've covered enough. So I think that's pretty much it. Let's wrap up. Right. Uh, take care guys we'll see you next week good luck with the game tonight and good luck with game 35 good luck guys we'll be back all three of us hopefully next week get well soon LR bye bye Sports Social Podcast Network Judy was boring hello then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com it's my little escape Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to chumbacasino.com and play over a hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.